Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We are underway on a Saturday. It is Tech Talk. Doug Swinhart is in, and we have phone lines open. We have our text line open for you. If you want to talk to Doug about your computer, Hardware, software, whatever, feel free to call the program 651-989-9226. That's good for a phone call or a text, 651-989-9226. A delightful March day. Here we are, almost smack dab in the middle of the month, 55 degrees. It is windy. Winds out of the west at 22 gusts to 33 miles an hour. And it looks like a little snow, reminding us that it is still March in these parts. We have a big day lined up for you, but we're going to start with Tech Talk. And Doug, always good to visit with you. How you been? Absolutely wonderful, Steve. And this weather, I don't remember a March being this warm. And I'm hoping it's going to stay, but you're talking a little snow coming our way, huh? Yeah, it looks like uh, Sunday night into Monday. We'll certainly keep folks up to date on that. But it'll be short-lived. It'll warm right back up again. But uh, travel could be a bit challenging Sunday night and again on Monday. Uh, But, Doug, let's get busy on the program today. Folks are having problems with their computer, hardware, software, whatever. We invite you to call or text 651 Nine eight nine nine two two six. But uh, there's something we brought up uh, a couple of weeks ago, and mm-hmm. it's worth bringing up again. And that's Elon Musk and SpaceX. They continue to launch satellites for their Starlink uh, constellation, which will be space-based internet service that, uh, if all goes well, will bring broadband. Uh, to much of North America before they're all done. And I believe Elon Musk plans to uh, expand this network uh, worldwide, or at least in the Northern Hemisphere. And they have another launch coming up that will launch another one of these 60 satellites, or or 60 satellites are doing them in batches of 60. And there's now Mm -hmm. hundreds of these things flying above. Oh, indeed. Starlink is going to be an exciting technology, and they're low-level satellites. These aren't like the high-up ones like DirecTV or HughesNet or the, all the GPS satellites that, that Google has put up for, for um, uh, the, the planet. But these, this is going to be a, ja- a game-changer for so many users who have limited or possibly no high-speed Internet at all. And we deal with that a lot in Minnesota even. Our outer areas up north, 
Um, even with the terrain down around Red Wing, some of those areas down there are very, very sparse for what's available to folks. And there's a lot of companies popping up. There's a new one in uh, Otana region, Jaguar, I, think, I believe it's called, um, doing great guns, which is the small wi- Wi-Fi. But this thing is, no matter where you are, you're going to get it. These low-level satellites are fascinating technology. And I'm looking forward to this. And, in fact, I got a notice uh, about six weeks ago that I could set up and beta test and they anticipate these things being in our area within the next 60 days. So keep an eye on this. This is going to be good stuff coming up. Yeah, and you can go to the website. You can sign up, particularly if you live in areas where they uh, plan to ramp up service later in the year. And it's about $500 for equipment. And then there's a monthly fee, of course. But uh, the goal is is to have enough of these satellites uh in orbit where where they they feel like the reliability is going to be very good and and the speeds are going to be good and this could ultimately be a game changer because i i continue to read and continue to hear that this uh starlink network will be used to continue to not only fund keep that network up and running but uh, those funds would be used to continue to further the goals of SpaceX to ultimately send humans to Mars. So it's part of a plan by Elon Musk to not only provide broadband Internet service over a wide area, but also fund what his space company, SpaceX, is doing. So it's really cutting-edge stuff. It's exciting technology. It it truly is, and way overdue Uh, for the U.S., to have started the Internet and today to be like 67th or 68th on the planet for coverage and price and availability, oh, yes, this, this is way overdue. And we're talking speeds of 50 to 150 megabits per second, and they anticipate they will be able to double that within the first year of operation as they fine-tune and tweak the, I guess you'd call it the low-level space um, infrastructure. This is this is going to be some really cool stuff, I think. Look forward to watching this real close. I yeah. think that this is just a, a tremendous boost, for, especially for people who don't have any at all. Well, now they're going to have things, and they don't have to pay the $15,000 to run a cable or whatnot. This is just way overdue. I'm glad to see it. Yeah, and, and there, there's no doubt for people that have cabins, uh, that, that people may have property outside of the cities. Uh, maybe they live, as you pointed out, where they aren't able to get reliable broadband. This, this is definitely the potential to be a game changer. There have been a lot of attempts to bring uh, broadband to rural areas, but as you pointed out, the expense and and doing it via satellite, low-level satellites like this, could make it more affordable. And once again, I don't think if you live in a metropolitan area like the Twin Cities that you would be disqualified. So if you wanted to give it a try, you certainly could when it becomes uh, available. But uh, you, you can go to the website, find out more about it, but it is really new technology. And, and Doug, one thing we've talked about, competition is always a good thing. And the mm-hmm. fact that there is competition may help drive the cause down for everybody. Oh, I agree with that. And, you know, a lot of times you'll get customers and they're really angry. Well, you know, Comcast is only an eighth of a mile from my house. And 
well, but this is an expensive technology and an expensive infrastructure to put into place. And already prices are plenty high, in my opinion. And to, to actually, they got to look at how profitable an area is going to be, and especially the farming communities. In an area in the Twin Cities where we've got, what, 50 square miles with almost 6 million people, that, that and there will have to be competitive there as well. So, yeah, this is a... This has been a, a real game changer, I think, for the for the large corporations too, because it isn't just something that they can put out well a little bit at a time and a little bit here. And a little, you either do it or you don't. And if you decide to do it, it's going to be very costly. So this is going to be way, way and good for anybody that wants to remain living in God's country and still have all the technology. This is going to be a good thing. In fact, I've got a a customer of mine in Montevideo that. It is stuck between several providers and can barely get internet and is uh, assigned to, to one small franchise telephone company to use DSL, and it's not real stable. He signed up, paid his um, $100 up front and waiting to find out when he can connect. Then he'll pay another 400 for the equipment, and from then on, it'll be $100 a month regardless how fast it goes. So I'm looking forward to this. I can't wait to test it. All right. Uh, by the way, from our text line, uh, there has been concern in the astronomy community that these low-level satellites are blocking the clear view of the night sky. And I know that has been a concern about Starlink going forward. So I appreciate that text. I have read about that. And, and they're trying to design the newer generations of these satellites to be less disruptive uh, from ground-based telescopes. And, and that uh, there's certainly a trade-off there, and there is great concern in the astronomy community. It is 2.20. Let's go to the tax sign real quick. Let's hit a couple before we go to break, Doug. Uh, mm-hmm. Should I remove a seat cleaner after installing Provisor on uh, my computer's running Windows 10? Uh, actually, I would recommend that you remove it beforehand. Uh, but either way, uh, I would absolutely replace it, replace seat cleaner with Provisor. It's uh, just a tremendous package. goes many, many steps farther in different areas than C-Cleaner used to and, and still does. But it's a great product. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be running them both together. There's no reason for that. Um, one other quickie from the line. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts on using a uh, television or a television monitor for gaming? Or would it be better to get uh, a monitor designed specifically for gaming? Oh, this is an excellent question. It really depends on your television. With the quality of the smart TVs coming out today, nearly every television can be used as that monitor. The, and people get all kind of goofy about refresh rates and that kind of thing. And that isn't, sometimes a higher refresh rate will create more of a lag on the software part. So, but if you got a smart TV, that, especially one that's going to give you 4K, you can pop that baby right in and run it just like a monitor via HDMI cable and pop back over to TV at will. Yeah, this is a great solution. In fact, I recommended that to two people. One gentleman has um, just had cataract surgery and lost almost all the vision in one eye looking at monitors. And I said, well, what kind of TV you got? And he told me, I said, let's just plug it in. And I think he's going to attempt that. So, yeah, they're more than capable, absolutely more than capable. All right, very good. Quick break. Uh, 222, we'll go to the phone lines. Uh, Dave's waiting. We'll, we'll get there in a moment. 
And by the way, if you want to talk to Doug about hardware, software, whatever, uh, the number is 651 989 9226. That is good for a call or a text here on News Talk. E3OWCCO. Tech Talk rolling along. Doug Swin the Heart is joining us. If you're having problems with your computer, hardware, software, whatever, feel free to call the program. And let's go to the phones right now. Dave, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Dave here. You're on, Dave. Go ahead. Okay, very good. I turn on my Chromebook. And uh, I'm not able to sign in with my password. There is a blue highlighted, highlighted line around the password, but it won't accept uh, my password getting into the screen. All right, Doug, you there? All right, apparently we're having trouble with, with Doug right now. He must have his mic on mute. Um, why, why don't we do this until we get all that sorted out? and get them back um let's take a break right now we'll take a break early we'll get to the weather we'll throw the number out again 651-989-9226 651-989-9226 is our phone number Uh, doug are you there yeah i got it all right doug um he was asking about a chromebook and he can't log in what do you got well i tell you that really sounds bizarre i would suggest that we go to a different computer and open up a, a web browser to make sure that he can log into his uh, Google account. If, if that's not it, he's going to have to send an email to the Google support team and find out if perhaps his, um, he, he needs to re-up on his uh, account for Chromebook, because I do know that they've come to an expiration date at this point, and that might be it, but I would certainly think they would have sent him some kind of a warning. Could possibly be more, I think it has more to do with the coordination of a password, but it's not even taking his account information the way it sounds. That's very strange. I was able to add myself to where I could add a person, and then I could get into it. Oh, you were able to add uh, a, n- a new account, if you will. Correct. And then I log out of it, and then I go back into and uh, go back in to the main screen, and I can't. It doesn't even register. Uh, the password at all. It's like a blank screen with a blue perimeter on the password box. Oh, that's very, very strange. That's, I, I don't, I've never heard of that before. That's that's brand new. How old is your Chromebook, may I ask? I have six months until it expires for the update. Oh, that. I'm well, barely... Well, no, no. He has six months till it expires, and I'm running into that as well. And, and we've got to put the caller on hold and move on. We're coming up on a break. But okay. I, I've been getting on my oldest Chromebook, and I, I've talked about this on the program mm-hmm. a number of times, Doug. I am getting a notice on occasion that after a short period of time, and it may be six months like, like the callers, that I will no longer be able to upgrade so I'm getting to the end of the service life on this Chromebook. It's still running good, but what Google is saying is we won't be able to update anymore, and that's one of the beauties of the Chromebook. Every time you uh, turn it on, any time you go on the Internet, you're, you're getting a fresh, uh, updated system. Yep, indeed. I would, um, uh, I would definitely get on some computer and see if you can uh, send an email to support and find out what their recommendation would be. Yep. And go that route first. 
Yeah, and I'm going to dig into that as well, Doug, and, and maybe what we'll do is the next time we're on, I'll, I'll bring that up and what I find out with my old Chromebook because I'm sure people are in the same boat that they're getting the same message that I am from Google that, hey, and, and that, that's a bummer because the machine's still in very good shape. I've taken care of it. Uh, doesn't owe me a dime, but uh, I'd like to keep it running if I can. All right, quick break. We'll have more Tech Talk with Doug coming up momentarily. The number again, if you want to call, 651-989-9226. And you can send a text, and we have a ton of those already at 651 989 9226. It is 2.31. We'll have the weather in a moment. And then more Tech Talk with Doug here at News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. 2.37, 23 minutes now in front of 3 o'clock here at News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. A sunny, breezy, spring-like Saturday here in March. Twins win in the Grapefruit League. They beat the Rays 1-0. More on that a little bit later on a Sports Saturday. Right now, Tech Talk continues with Doug here at News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. We'll have Doug's phone number and email a little bit later on in the program. And let's go to the text line. It's been very busy today, and we want to make sure we get uh, all of that. Um, Doug, what are your thoughts on Kaspersky Internet security? Uh, compared to Norton and others? Well, I'm a little bit uh, leery of Kaspersky these days, although I'm told I'm not supposed to be. Um, I know that uh, some of the issues have been mainly because of their location, but I've seen really no activity why you shouldn't use them. But I prefer to, if you ever need support, and this is where Malware Bytes really shines, is if you think you're going to need support, that's the one to go with. You call them up, you're talking to people here in the U.S., and, and rock and roll. The second favorite of mine would be ESET, e 32 and basically because most of these companies are in the United States. Both of them are. If I had to go out of the country, I would probably be looking at Avira. Uh, that's based in Germany. Great, great software. Um, Kaspersky has a good reputation, but I think that it gets a little bit where it takes too many resources, and it will slow a computer down, and that's not a good thing either. I just um, just just think that you should stay within the bounds. It's kind of like uh, shopping local whenever we can, and that's becoming more and more important all the time. So, but it's a it's a good product. It's okay. I just have my biases, I guess. I don't have any other thing to to explain that. Yeah, and Doug, uh, follow-up on Internet security. Once upon a time, Windows 10 and Defender was enough, uh, but the, the, the strategy there has changed. You probably need uh, an, an outside uh, virus protection, malware protection, correct? Oh, no question about it. If you're running a Windows machine, I couldn't recommend stronger that you have a commercial antivirus malware package of some type running absolutely this is a, a ab, absolute must when you're running windows uh, linux not so much mac i don't think that's necessary there either but depending on what comes in the future with macs i know they've uh, been suffering with some scripting but they don't react to viruses the way a windows machine does they're not near as vulnerable and the next thing you're going to be hearing about is vpns and they are cropping out of the woodwork like crazy. Got to be careful there because you don't want to be getting something that's been bought and sold wholesale five or six times. 
And the real work is being done by somebody that if you ever have an issue, you'll be playing the telephone game, getting to the answer. So watch those a little bit closer too. But pretty soon you're going to see nearly every household in the U.S. have a VPN as well. It's um, Security it continues to be an issue, but I think we're ahead of the game. Doug's joining us. It is Tech Talk on this breezy Saturday here at News Talk, A3OWCCO. The snow is going quickly. Uh, a few random piles here and there in the yard. Uh, quick tip uh, to people jumping at, to, at the bit to clean up their yard. Way too early to be out on the turf. Uh, stay off the grass. Don't, don't, don't rake. It's way too early yet. Um, from our text line, our Asus PC is about five years old. Recently, it began randomly shutting off completely. And after five seconds, it reboots and it runs fine. What's going on? Sounds like heat. Um, I could be wrong, but it, it does sound like heat. It, either that or there's something running in the background that's causing your resources to go way out of whack. I would be, um, depending on what you're running for an operating system, I would be putting some kind of temperature monitor on there so you can see right inside. I'd also jump into the BIOS and make sure that your temperatures aren't set too high. You might want to lower the, the, the temps a little bit. And But I, that sounds like heat. And if I had that, I'd take that baby all apart and take the processor out and the heat sink and reapply thermal compound and put it back together gently and carefully and probably reduce the heat. 20, 25 degrees with new thermal compound. And then five years, really should have been done a couple of years ago, but people don't always have to do that. Asus is pretty good about sealing that processor, but that sounds to me to be heat. Yeah, and, and Doug, for laptops, there, there used to be these things that you could buy that had built-in fans to keep the laptop cool, etc. The The one thing that has come up over the years, and, and people who literally set their computer on their lap... After I got my car wreck, I, I was laid up for a couple of days just, just trying to kind of get my bearings back. But I was working, and I was working from home, especially for my coworkers at, at my full-time job. I want to point out that I was, I was indeed working. But I noticed even my Chromebook uh, sitting on my lap w- would get warm, and that, that's probably not a great idea. A laptop on the lap, probably not good for the machine. Oh, no, 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 yeah, and, uh, yeah, and but more so with women than men, but even men, come winter, we'll throw a little blanket over our legs to keep warm while we're watching TV and take the laptop and set it right. Oh, I couldn't encourage you more. Go to Target, go to Walmart, go someplace, if nothing else, and buy a breadboard or a cutting board, something that will go underneath so it can lift up and get air. That is huge. The devices that we buy that have fans on them are a good alternative for an older laptop or notebook unless they get their power from the USB port on the device. Ah. That drawing of the power will actually create more heat inside. So it's kind of a trade-off there. Got to be cautious with where you're getting the power for those fan-cooled lifts, so to speak. But the biggest thing is is don't be laying them on fabric because they'll sink down into the fabric and you will close off the intake vents. That's disaster waiting to happen. Yeah, it's uh, and it's easy to do. People just we just don't think about what's well, laptop. I must be able to put it on my lap. Well, yes and no. Um, but something simple, just a, a cutting board, a small piece of glass, whatever you got that will fit underneath that, and and allow that air to move, and you're golden. 
Good advice. 244 here at News Talk, A3L-WCCL. I just bought a new MacBook Air with Big Sur OS. Do I need to install virus protection, um, or or don't I need to bother with a brand-new Mac? And, by the way, congrats on a MacBook Air. That is a nice machine. Oh, especially the new ones. <laughs> yeah. This is beautiful equipment, absolutely wonderful. According to Apple, you shouldn't need any. And I would agree with that. And Big Sur is really the first new operating system to come out since OS X. It's an exciting time at Apple for Big Sur. Some of the older equipment will not be able to run it, and I wouldn't recommend any updates to that until it's been out for at least another three or four months to make sure all the bugs are worked out. Of course, there's always going to be something coming up. But Big Sur, that's going to be a, a good seller for Apple. I can tell just by looking at it. All right, uh, good advice. Uh, I use my laptop three or four times each day. Is it best to completely shut down between each use or leave it on? Uh, there can be three or more hours between each use. And this gets into a common question, and I think we can talk about all computers, when to completely shut down, when to leave it up and running, let it, when to let it go into sleep mode. Doug, let's kind of roll all those together. Sure. This used to be a much bigger issue than it is today. We tell people you get a desktop, you put that baby on, and you leave it on. But back then, the motherboards, the way they were manufactured, the turning them on and shutting them off, heating them up and cooling them down, would actually cause the motherboard to expand and contract, and they would develop tiny little cracks around the, the circuits built into this motherboard. That no longer is an issue, has not been an issue for a good 20 years. So if you want to shut it down, feel free. I always tell people that if you're going to be back to the machine that day, you might want to just let it just uh, let it settle down and go into a, a, an idle mode. Um, but And it also really should depend on how long it takes your machine to boot. The more RAM you've got, the longer it's going to take to boot because it's got to repopulate all that. But generally today, if your machine is configured well, you've got an SSD drive, you're going to be up and running in 30 seconds. So it's your choice. Really doesn't make too much difference today, as long as you're back up when you need to and you're rolling. Now, my computer, I leave on 24-7. It's a support machine, and it just stays on. In fact, the other day, I had to reboot, and I looked, and my uptime was uh, two and a half weeks in, uh, from Linux. That's, uh, that's a good thing. But at the same time, it really is an individual choice. If I'm leaving for a weekend, it goes down and unplugged. But that's, uh, that's a little bit over the top as well. But I think it's just choice, just choice. Very good, Doug. Tech Talk resumes in a moment. You can call or text 651-989-9226. The show always goes so quickly. Uh, Once again, text or call 651-989-9226. It is Tech Talk. Doug Swindhart joining us here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Ah, the hour goes so quick here on Tech Talk. A lot of great calls, a lot of great texts on the program today. And the key number is 651-989-9226. And that's good for all our programs. Shaletta earlier in the day, uh, coming up tomorrow uh, with Rashini, uh, with, with those great at-your-service programs, uh, including 
uh, her show between 9 and noon. And then, of course, Monday through Friday, Dave Lee in the morning news, Corey Happelich, Chad Hartman, Paul and Jordana, Mike Max, and Henry Lake. Here on News Talk, E3O, WCCO. Doug, let's go back to that text line right now. And it's pretty cool. Um, another MacBook question. Uh, what are the advantages of MacBook Pro versus MacBook Air? Uh, get into that. Is it worth spending the money uh, for most people to get a MacBook Pro? I think it might be depending on what you're going to be using it for. The, the MacBook Air is a smaller unit. The MacBook Pro is meant more for more intense com- uh, computing. If you're a gamer, I'd say step right up to the Pro. Uh, the Pros are beautiful machines. The Airs are beautiful machines. And I believe that you're going to be getting a, a faster processor and more RAM. And they're worth the money to go to a Pro. I like the Pros. I like the Airs, too. I know as well in the older Macs, I haven't... I can't recall if this is the same with the newer ones. Probably is, but the MacBook Pro will give you more ports to interface as well, and I think that's going to be the same trend that Apple will go continuing forward. But the MacBook Air, if you're looking for something small and light, that would be it. That if you're looking for more of a business machine or a gamer machine or something that's much more intensive. With uh, computing power, you need to step up to a to a MacBook Pro. Go take a look at them at the Apple Store. Play with them. Once again, it really is important what's comfortable for you to carry and to use. But there, you're not going to go wrong. There, the new chips that are coming out, Apple's going to make its uh its its name continue on the way it looks to me. They're doing great work. Yeah, and Doug, with, with Apple, we've brought it up before. We have had good luck in our house buying refurbed Apple, factory refurb Apple equipment. Um, and be, because when, when you look at that equipment, a MacBook Air, particularly a MacBook Pro, um, there, there can be a little bit of a sticker shock. So don't be oh. afraid of looking at the refurb equipment. Oh, I couldn't agree more. You know, that's that's probably what keeps a lot of people away from buying a Mac is uh, they'll co- try to compare it to what they can buy for a PC and go, oh, my God, this is a lot more ex- It's different equipment. It truly is much, much superior equipment than most PCs. PCs today are a great value, but you never can forget about this competition thing, and they're, they're continuously struggling to get computers to the public at an affordable price and still make a profit. Apple, on the other hand, is an upper echelon piece of equipment. Now, one thing that I think people should be aware of is from 2017 forward, it's questionable whether I would even touch it to repair it and or upgrade it. From that point forward, you've got to be real cautious as to, as to what you're going to do with them. They're not going to be like they were in the past. They're more proprietary about who's going to be able to do it, parts, even the screws are changing. It's um, a little bit different than PCs. All right, Doug, uh, we're, we're coming up rapidly on the end of the program. Um, let's uh, jump to one potential real quickie. Uh, what's available for Mac for Office? And I believe that Office suite of products like like Word, Excel, et cetera. There, there, there's a lot of options there, aren't there? Oh, there are, but I would think that everybody by now should know about Labray Office Suite, and there are a number of open-source Office Suites 
that you can open, edit, and save Microsoft Office files and any kind of Word docs yep. that are produced in an Apple. That's the way to go. Stay open source. All right, spell Libre real quick. L-I-B-R-E, and just go to LibreOffice.org uh, okay. and download it and have it. You can have it on any platform. All right, it works great. It's been around a while. It is the real deal. Uh, Doug, we've got to run quickly. Your phone number and email. Ah, thank you. 651-552-9543. And, of course, WCCOTech.com, which the site is down for a little while, but we'll have it up in a day or so. 651-552-9543. And thank you, Steve. All right, Doug, have a great day. Enjoy the weather. Yep, you do. Be well. All right, that's Tech Talk with Doug Swinhart right here at News Talk, E3OWCCO. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.